Welcome, beautiful people, to the Patriots Prayer Podcast with Eddie Smith and yours truly, the Native Patriot. I do apologize for being a little late here. We did have some technical issues, uh, as I mean, it happens. <laughs> but today is February 23rd, 2024, and we've had an insane year so far, uh, especially with the news cycle. Just today, breaking news we have yet another weather balloon currently passing over the Midwest. The U.S. military scrambled jets to intercept the unknown balloon and many fear many people fear that it's connected with the events of yesterday where there was a giant interruption uh in connection across major services including at&t uh that had gone out for several hours authorities and the media outlets gave mixed reasons as to what happened we got reports of hacking software updates and solar flares this really brings to attention how woefully unprepared the United States electrical infrastructure is against an outside attack, something that should be a number one priority. Last year at the World Economic Forum conference, they warned that there was likely to be a cyber attack in the next two years. This year is an election year. Political tensions are rising and we need to be prepared. It's estimated that it would take a whopping $60 billion to rebuild and revamp our electrical grid an amount we've willingly handed over to Ukraine several times over. I guess that's just another way to show you where our government's priorities lie. In New York, Letitia James, the prosecutor going after Trump in his fraud case, tweeted out today $462 million, the amount that she is bragging about stealing from Trump. Also, every day that the fine isn't paid in full, there is a $110,000 fine tacked on top of that hefty fee. They came out and clarified that if Trump doesn't pay, they are ready and willing to seize the buildings. Speaking of New York, truckers are beginning to take this opportunity to boycott making deliveries to the city. Everything in this country moves by truck. Medical supplies, groceries, all, all the daily items that you use are delivered by truck. Without truckers, everything freezes. And in a heavy populated city like New York, supplies will dry up rapidly. Truckers are the lifeblood of this country, and it's best not to piss them off. Today, we have two patriots associated with the trucking industry that can give us more insight into the boycott, Michael Johnson and Chris Benick. But first, we do have a little video to play for you. Just a, 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 a patriotic video to inspire you a little bit. There it is, guys. 
There it is. So I come across these guys the other day, Chris, Mike, we were in a spaces together and, um, you know, I felt the passion. Uh, I felt the uh, dire need uh, to be heard, to be given a platform, to air grievance, uh, to just to be heard. So I, I definitely did not want to be the one that that ignored that. I, I let these guys know that we had a platform that when they came on, they will be heard. They absolutely will be heard. And so uh, – we're talking about a couple of things, and we don't want to conflate the issues. One is one is the issue of uh, just outright fairness, right? It, the truckers are being taken advantage of, the pay rates, and 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 what these guys are trying to do and give you um, is is way below what you should be getting. Um, and then there are those that just completely uh, take what you do for granted. So I, I don't want to speak to it too much. I just kind of want to lay a vague amount of groundwork here to let you guys speak to it. So uh, we'll start with Chris. Uh, Chris, tell us a little bit about uh, what's going on, the trucking industry as a whole, um, and, and tell us why you're here today. What, what do you want people to know? So, um, well, thanks for the platform, first of all. Absolutely, sir. And because we have been, you know, silenced by – a lot of the trucking media, mother trucker, freight waves, um, overdrive, all of them. We've been silenced by them. And so it's hard for us to get these, this knowledge out there to the American people. That's why we've been doing, you know, spaces on X and uh, me and, Michael are actually going we were using uh, MAGA Mission for a while and then uh, Morlin broke off from MAGA Mission and you know he's still been hosting us getting our word out there been really advocating for us like Marlon's actually gone to Congress for us you know, talking with senators and congressmen, FMCSA, like he's he's a big part of our movement. Um, and what me and Johnson are doing is a little bit different than going through Congress. It's actually fighting on the outside of it to get these rates up because we're running at under operational cost right now. There's a lot of trucking companies going out of business, a lot of so, owner operators going out of business. So you're saying that it costs you more to operate. Yep. And in, in costs, overhead, things like that outweigh yep. the amount the rate of pay coming in. Yep. Yes, sir. So why, why? Any, any, anybody with a business 101 degree can tell you that that there's no way that that can last. And people are really underestimating the impact that truckers have. You guys deliver everything in this country. And I mean everything. You guys deliver medical goods, groceries. I mean, you supply yep. all gas stations. and Your cars, everything. Everything. Dirt. Road base, <laughs> Dirt, I mean, yeah. your car that you drive with, the yeah. cement for the sidewalks, the the pavement that you drive on. We so is is this a very very recent thing where you guys have been operating uh, <laughs> or getting paid less than operating costs for the last I would say two years. Yeah, the last two years since twenty twenty two. About spring of 2022 is when the rates really dropped. Fuel went way high, as everybody knows. Um, even the maintenance side of it doubled. I think we're even close to triple now on the maintenance side. So yeah, I, I, mean, I can it, see that as well. Uh, I, I I work in the. Uh... The, the tire business. So I actually changed semi tires 
I'm not a trucker mm-hmm. myself, but I, I'm, I'm constantly out there working with you guys. And I know that the price of tires have gone up quite a bit. I know that our hourly rate to go service you guys ha- have gone up quite a bit over the past two years. So I can, mm-hmm. I can definitely see how, I mean, my wages haven't gone up at the same kind of rate, but they're, I mean, they're just trying to match the operating cost. So if you guys, if you guys are operating below what, what it takes to, to actually, or if you guys are getting paid what it, below what it actually takes to operate, I mean, how, how long is this even possibly sustainable and what other options do you have? No wonder you guys are wanting to speak out. Yeah. Um, so I can tell you right now, the, for the last month, my truck's been parked because I, I, I'm just not going to go under operational cost. I don't. I refuse to. And There's no point. Yeah, <laughs> you exactly. want to go lose money and put put wear and tear on your truck? Yeah, <laughs> sounds like a and, horrible deal. And even through last year, there, there was period, two period of times where I shut my truck down because of under operational rates and it's it hasn't been feasible put it that way and so do you you think it's a concerted effort to degrade you think it's let me put it this way do you think it's an intentional effort by those in power to make it harder for you to be able to do your job and then blame you for it when you don't do it because you don't want to accept less than yeah, it, 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 Warner Enterprise saying? actually came out and said, "We're surprised these guys are still in business, yeah. but we are assuming that they're not going to be in business soon. They're trying to run us out of business and have us go drive their trucks, which mm. isn't working out so good for so them." That's the end game. The end game is to drive you into a corporate environment. Well, the end game is to bring autonomy into it and get rid of the truck driver entirely. And once they do that, you won't be driving on those highways because they were formed for government and military or for uh, military and commercial use only. So when they enact that, all they have to do is tell you, you can't drive on them, period. Hmm. So when he's talking about his autonomy, I, I brought this up the other day, I believe in the space, but I remember the news story because I reported on it was the, um, the California, uh, the truckers union was trying to push for autonomous semis to bring goods into California. And this was a push from the union, which was really wild to me because how in the hell can a union push such a bill? Uh, you know, I think they would represent the driver, but in this case, there's no driver. So are the unions getting paid directly from, you know, from, from, the, from the, uh, uh, Walmart or, Costco or whoever these autonomous trucks deliver to, um, it, it seems to me like that's the only way in which that would work. Somebody has to get paid. And if there's no one to represent, you turn from union into business. Am, am I wrong? Well, I mean, we, we haven't got down that rabbit hole yet, but there's a lot of rabbit holes that we have gone down. And, uh, you know, the load board that we take loads off of, uh, they have a, an organization, Congress, the TIA, which is Transportation Intermediate Association, and that um, organization lobbies Congress. Uh, they're worth like 182 million or billion. I don't, I don't even know more money than I ever fathomed having, but 182 million dollars, uh, and they lobby Congress, pay Congress, and get Congress to do things. And we found that they've got five packs and certain organizations, I'm not going to get into the organizations, but they're showing more money than what they should have. And they're supposed to be representing us and they're not. But um, back to the story, the TIA that I just explained to you, uh, for whatever reason, the two load boards that we pull loads off of are on the board of directors for the TIA. That don't make sense to me. Why is our load board on the board of directors for the association that lobbies for the brokers. That doesn't make mm. any sense at all. That, that seems yeah, like, sure. kind of a, yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I, I'm going to be Christian on this channel here, but that's uh, Fox Garden in house. It, it seems like job. they're colluding together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what happens in every industry. They're, trying to, wait, they're that, trying to wait you guys out because they got yeah. more money in their pockets 
And they know that with inflation and with, I mean, the chance of you guys having a matching savings account to them, it's virtually zero. Yeah. And so absolutely. So they're, zero. they're really want they're wanting to squeeze out everything that you guys got to, to force you into their, well, their, their end all goal is to squeeze out all the drivers because if you don't have to get a driver home to go see their family, well, you don't have to worry about that. That truck can run all the time. Right. And yeah, I'm not going to get into the conspiracy part of it, but we'll just say this. If you can't get on the highway in certain towns, well, I mean, where are you going? You're now yeah. stuck there. Yeah. I, I, man, I do not know. It sure seems like with the technology today, it seems like we're a long way out from autonomous driving. I know that they keep saying nope. that they're going to be bringing it in. But Cody, well, it's here. It's on the strip. We got, we got the cars here. They, no, they, Cody, the cars pick Cody people up. And, he said, if you, I, I put it in the room the other day when we were in there. I can't put it in here because I don't know how. But Kodiak actually said uh, that this year they're taking the driver, the human, out of the truck. It is totally autonomous. They have ran 4, 000, or 4, million, 4.8 million miles or something like that that they've ran with the driver in the truck. Now they're taking them out. Loadsmith announced that they're buying 800 of these trucks that don't have a driver in them at all next year so just with that being said we're two years from having 800 of these little guys on on the road plus we already have them if you look in texas i wish i would have taken pictures but they're down there if you see a red truck says kodiak on the side of it with a bunch of electronics on the side of it that's that company they don't have any drivers in those trucks according to them and their show that they just had in vegas so that's horrifying oh my gosh yeah. i didn't i didn't realize that. we were that close there's already mega companies like Walmart. Um, who else came out with it, Mike? Um, Warner said they're joining on, but I mean, Warner's always been at the forefront of. Uh, yeah, well, Walmart is actually going driverless trucks this mm -hmm. year. Yeah. There's already been articles on it. Well, that doesn't surprise me. I mean, when you say Walmart, that's China. Uh, and the fact, I mean, we already know where they stand when it comes to EVs and that sort of thing. And they've gone so far as to to turn out and, and actually uh, create and build so many of these EV cars. And they're not even selling them all. They have these great these EV graveyards where they have hundreds of thousands of these cars just parked there degrading. No, they didn't sell them, but they propped their sales numbers up and it makes it look like they're selling more than they are because they're just getting them right off the assembly belt and putting them into these large graveyards uh, of these cars where they just sit there in a the road. And, and, it, and it makes no sense to me to push an EV car uh, because it does a lot of things, right? So we have the United Auto Workers Union. Oh, I, I found out recently that it takes about 60% less uh, manpower to build an EV than it does an internal combustion engine car because it's just all assembly line. It's essentially a large battery. The engine compartment and the components are different than what would go into an internal combustion engine. So you're gonna get rid of most of your labor um, immediately. So these guys that have only worked in the auto industry, just like what happened to the oil industry recently, that's all they ever knew. So what do you do with all those displaced workers with, with nothing to, it, it's a terrible idea. And and it's in and, and it's just gonna break the country. And it's I mean, we've already look what happened when we got rid of the industry, sent it over to other countries. It, it's it's a no good system. And all it's gonna really end up doing is but there's gonna be what's called an energy switchback. We're gonna start uh, down this road, and it's gonna sound great to everybody. And then when they're not eating, uh, and they don't have the things that they need, and it's really inconvenient, then there'll be a push to switch it back. And, and it's, we're going to have to go through hell and people are going to have to touch the hot stove, get burned to see, oh, wow, that stove's hot. Maybe we shouldn't do that uh, before pe people wake up. There's the Kodiak truck that he's uh, talking about right there. Yeah. So wow. these are the autonomous let, let trucks. Let me put it out there just so everybody knows. When I say Walmart is taking the drivers out of their trucks, we're talking about the semi trucks just like that hauling 80,000 pounds. Well, actually, what 
Well, that one right there is already five thousand pounds of product in that well, trailer. Chris, that picture right there, they're already hauling 80,000 pounds and there is no driver in there, according to them. Now, I'm not going to say there isn't right now, but according right. to their article and them, what they announced at the truck show in Vegas, okay, that truck right there has no driver in it. None. Yep. <laughs> wow. I mean, so there wouldn't be, there wouldn't be like a, a, a guy that has to babysit the load or, anything like that just in the truck whether or not he's driving there so there's no like emergency you know you know things go wrong things stuff happens this truck could short out and drive into it do anything there should be someone there uh just as an emergency precaution to hit the brake if the truck doesn't you know the solar flare that we supposedly just had that took out all AT and T in and everything else. I mean, <laughs> yeah. imagine ten thousand of those on the road, and we have a solar flare, and we don't have our phone no more. I mean, it's that easy. It's what are you going to exactly do what just happened. Well, not company. eighty thousand pounds. Eighty thousand pounds is going seventy miles an hour down the road. Down. Now has no brain. Whoops. Another right. scary part to this is how susceptible it's. I mean, our electric grid is already stressed. So that's yeah. that, that's a problem with not being able to produce the the semi trucks take an insane amount of uh, I I don't know I, I guess are those so a car the preface your point Maurice a car takes two point seven kilowatts of energy to charge two point yeah. seven kilowatts of energy is a New York City block just yeah. to give people uh, just, uh, to give you, just to give you a baseline one truck stop in the United States takes a power of vegas yeah <laughs> one truck stop vegas. oh that's absolutely bananas my gosh okay but in, in, so, in the coal fire plants in the coal fire plants and everything that needed to 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 smelt the metal to do the things people think they're going to evs it's going to be better for the environment we don't have to drill oil what a dumb thing to think we're still going to need to create these trucks and build these trucks Oh, and and, and so it's still going to take coal fired plants. It's still going to take everything. The tires are made of oil. The paint is made with oil. The everything. The seats are probably made with oil. The plastic lights on the front are petroleum products. You're not getting away with it. There's no way. There, you cannot. I know. And, and me more than anyone. I mean, I, I'll tell you. I, I I do wish for a world with a better uh, air quality and all these things, but. I mean, how naive is it to think that this is the answer? This is not the answer. It's not. It doesn't and even make sense. Let me point something that. out because these trucks are running off of batteries, 32 batteries. Hmm. Batteries are has, hazmat material. They're made with hazmat material. So how is that safe for the environment? What no, are they going to do with thousands of years to degrade, right? When they go out and no, have to be you actually changed. have to you have to have a hazmat uh, classification in order to drive these trucks because they are literally hazardous material driving down the road. Yep. Anything over a certain pound, you have to have a hazmat endorsement to run it. So now hmm. anybody running an electric truck has to have a hazmat endorsement. Uh, well, remember, remember, so, Mike, they're taking the drivers out of the trucks. So the drivers don't need that endorsement, but the the carrier is going to have to have hazmat insurance. Yeah, I mean, so I, really I, I got a, I got a question to pose to you guys. Huh? Because I have a question to pose to you guys. Okay. Because, like you said, yesterday we had a, either a solar flare, they, they, I've heard several different stories. Solar flare or hacking are the two main ones, right? How how prone would our trucking industry be if everything was ran off of electronics? We are constantly, as a country, under cyber attacks, right? Mm -hmm. If our trucking industry is completely ran electronically with no way for human backup or or you know a secondary plan like that, Hackers can literally break in, shut down the industry, and you have to pay. I mean, this is like, this is basically oh, giving yeah. up. I mean, it's it's giving up to the terrorists or or anybody who wants to attack uh, 
through a cyber attack because if they can shut down similar to ransomware industry exactly if mm-hmm. if they can shut down any part of the trucking industry they're, it's they're actually worse than that. it's actually worse than that every american company already backed out of doing these uh electric trucks right so who went in or the autonomous the, truck the truck who manufacturers went, so who's backing these companies now japan China. oh japan japan now, I'm going to remind you of a little word, Hiroshima. They don't like mm-hmm. us. And yeah. we're giving them control of the industry under autonomy? Well, it gets worse than that. I, I interviewed a guy about uh, two months back, Ito Samuelson. getting worse and worse. <laughs> Ito Samuelson, he worked for a company called Aptive. I got the entire data dump off of his computer. He was a whistleblower. And Aptive is the cloud-based software of the AI that goes into all autonomous vehicles, all of them. And what he was what he was sharing with me was uh, active is collecting both private and non-private data. So data, you know, if you touch your steering wheel in an EV, it takes your heart rate, your everything, your pulse, it, and it sends all that data back. And if you pair your phone with it, 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 it can it can basically uh, it steal all the data off your phone. And it's not supposed to. It's supposed to be constantly deleting that data. But I saw the text messages he sent to the people in his R&T department when he realized what, in fact, he was facilitating, what he was building, and uh, he came forward and he ended up losing his, losing his job over it. Well, Active also has military application and has a presence in China. So it's, it's very scary to think that, um, you know, China, Japan, or any foreign entity would have the ability through uh, a simple computer hack ran by AI uh, in, in across all platforms, God knows, um, how far we are away from, I mean, we were talking about this earlier, Maurice, look, they already got rid of, uh, all analog, anything. If you have an analog TV, uh, antenna on your roof, it's gone. It's cable TV. You get everything down to EV cars. Imagine driving down the street. And, the, and you, you might be on a show like this and the government no longer wants you to have the ability to drive and they just shut your car down or, you know, delete the digital dollars out of your bank account if you're not a good little citizen. Um, all of these things sounded, like you know, very George Jetson-y, but the, the reality of it is, is it's already here. They're just yep. trying to implement it. It's already here. Yeah. Canada happening. did that to their truckers back in 2020. When, or wait, was it 2020? Yeah, was it was that? 2020. That was 2020. Okay. But you're talking about Canada? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, yeah, when and the truckers protested there through, through uh, 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 what was that? GoFundMe. Uh, GoFundMe, and they just took the money. Nobody even. Got and never gave it back that. to the people who donated it either. Never gave yeah. it to the truckers or to the people. So, real question there is, and I ask it all the time: is what the hell happened to that money? Yeah, where because it was go? a lot of money. Yeah, because yeah. I'm personally, I say that the the uh, founders of GoFundMe need to be prosecuted for fraud on that deal because they uh, made out like bandits and uh, where'd the money go? Right. Well, that's why we just recently did a fundraiser for Holden Armenta kid blamed for an act of racism that he didn't commit by black Karen who took a picture of the black side of his face without seeing the red side of his face and tried to get ratings off of a nine year old kid. And we did a fundraiser, but I remembered that incident. So I didn't use GoFundMe when we did the fundraiser. I used Give Send Go. I went to a Christian company and we well, wanted to make sure that Give Send Go is, is, is they're also subject to, you know, if you want to stay in business, you're going to follow the, the rules that they have in place. It's just like any, uh, you know, any, any time that anybody tries to come out and, and, you know, be at the forefront, they're constantly told, I mean, because, I really think that people like, you know, uh, uh, what, what is his name? Uh, Mother Trucker. I think he had good intentions, but, you know, he stopped our convoy. He did. He, he mm. put it in his tracks because he said that there were 30,000 militia going down and there was 700,000 trucks involved in that in that thing. And we were all going to the border and we were all going to do this and do that and this and that and the other. And so you know where us, the end is? Private property watching, uh, I can't remember his name, but uh, that that uh, 
They had uh, concerts. They had three celebrities. Yeah, they had three concerts and sat around and yeah. drank beers and talked all night and didn't stop causing yeah. not yeah. one problem at the end of that convoy. And so how do you see, context. how do you predict this New York situation? What do you well, see happening here? New York kind of funny because New York can, can vote all their stuff in. I mean, honestly, we need to unite the United States trucking. Period. No, no. What I'm talking about is this particular uh, boycott right now where they're saying that they're not going to New York. So what do you see happening in that situation? You, you've still got your scabs in this. You still got the mega companies that are going to come in and try to take those loads. And without uniting and without letting these drivers know that, hey, even though you're driving for a company, they don't want you there. They're trying to replace you with autonomy and you need to be on our side, right? You need to right. stop when we say stop and say, we're not going to deal with this autonomy anymore. You either want us to drive or you're just going to take it over right now. But it's your choice, right? We need to get really belligerent about this and just say, hey, we're done playing your game, man. I mean, yep. you know, me and Chris are working on a project and we'll get into that a little bit later. But we're working on a project where we're not going after just English speaking people. We're going after everybody in the industry to let them know that they're being finagled. Okay? They're, they're about they're to be replaced. Beaten. So, and everybody is, wants to blame, the, you know, the uh, uh, immigrants because, oh, well, they don't know. Well, we didn't stop to teach them either. And that's where mm. we're at now. We're stopping to teach them. And, you know, with what we've got going, they, they don't like it. They, they really don't like it because we're using their system. And we're coming in, I like to call it the Trojan horse, because we're injecting exactly what they say we have to have, but we're taking back our industry by force. So mm. This is right at the Trying heart to. of what... No, of, we're every, going to. This is right at the heart of everything that America stands for, right? We're supposed to be... Our government is supposed to be restricted and adherent to the consent of the governed. Right. And, and you guys, along with I mean, there's there's so many people right now in this country that feel completely disenfranchised and unheard. absolutely unheard, unrepresented. And they feel like we're just all getting. For lack of a better term, shafted. Right. It, it feels like everybody in this country right now, it doesn't matter if you're on the left or you're on the right or you're in the middle as as one of us regular folk. We're not being represented. And I, I I really I really commend you guys for starting to speak out and wanting to start this movement and wanting to unite all the truckers because the only way this gets done is if somebody starts it. And you guys are, are literally pulling up your boots and saying, hey, we need to get this done and we need to unite. Otherwise, we won't be here anymore. Like people don't realize how, how serious this is. And uh, man, I, I, I just wanted to, to kind of give, you know, a hats off to you guys, uh, for, for starting that because, you know, it, every tsunami is filled with droplets, right? You guys are the beginning of the droplets. And I mean, you don't know how far your ripples are going to go and how many people that you're going to affect. And our government and our representatives need to realize that the power still resides in the people's hands and that yep. it is supposed to be mm -hmm. by the consent of the governed. Mm -hmm. And we're we are the governed, and we need to consent in order for these insane changes to happen. They can't just disenfranchise us like this. The problem is, is that when movements catch hold, when they actually start affecting the outcome, and the government realizes that they've let a movement get so far beyond their ability to control, they start attacking the movement by attacking people. I mean, look at what happened to the Proud Boys. Look at what happened to Patriot Prayer. We're not affiliated, but the Patriot Prayer is the name of the podcast, but Patriot Prayer with Joey Gibson in the Northwest. It seems as though these movements were both ran by folks who were non-white, but all of a sudden they became white supremacists because that was the narrative. My thing to you, my advice to you would be be transparent, be open, be in the public eye as much as possible as you start to organize because when you're when your movement catches fire and, and, and if you push hard enough, you know, I, I feel very strongly God puts his hand on things when people, you know, when you take a step toward him, he'll take a step toward you. You guys are fighting for something that um, is going to benefit the country. 
that's going to put the power back in the hands of the people. And that's where we need to keep it because a push to autonomy is a push to be controlled by an unseen, unknown force. And that's definitely not something that is synonymous with freedom. So we need you guys. We need the industry. We need people. We need humans. We don't need this autonomy that they're that they're trying to push. Stay in the public eye as much as possible. Um, do podcasts like this. Put your information out. Get your website built. Get known because they, at some point, it, are going to try to put words in your mouth and put intentions on you that are not necessarily the things that are in your heart. And this is what they're known for doing. I mean, um, look at what's happening to President Trump on a daily. I mean, he gets attacked from all sides for things that they've just concocted. And it's it's absolutely bananas. They, they uh, the, the leader of uh, the Proud Boys uh, got 22 years for being in a place that he wasn't even that. He wasn't even He's there. In Baltimore, right? But, he was he was somewhere completely different. It, it, it was it was nuts to me that it was only because he wouldn't he didn't want to speak out against Trump that they ended up giving him 22 years. Our legal system is not what it used to be. Our justice system is not what it used to be. They keep using this word democracy over and over again and forgetting we're a republic. We're a country of laws. Constitution, we are never a democracy. Exactly. But when they keep using that term democracy over and over and over again, which was we call the mockingbird media, people think we're a democracy. They think they're protecting democracy. And no, I don't want to protect democracy. I don't even want to be in a democracy. A democracy is mob rule. So all you got to do is indoctrinate enough people, which you see them doing quite often. People are very stupid when you get them in groups. I just, it, they are, uh, you know, and, and, and when you get that kind of mass hysteria going on, you can easily manipulate people uh, into pushing and, and advocating for their own enslavement. I mean, look, queers for Palestine. Uh, the, these people are, are marching in the street to kill themselves for the right to kill themselves. You know, this is the, the abortion. I can go on and on and on, but essentially, the, the the guys that are like the Antifa types, all of these types of people are advocating to put themselves in chains and they don't even realize. Also, I would take I would take note of exactly what Canada did to the truckers and how they attacked him. Because I, I remember that there was uh one guy bank accounts. Yeah. Well well and also to smear them, they had there was one guy at the truck rally that that all the media took a picture of who I didn't he have a Confederate flag or I don't know. It was, I can't remember if it was a Confederate flag or a Nazi flag, something like that. But there was one guy that just like ran through the trucker. They, all the media got the pictures of it and they said, look, they're all Nazis. All these truckers, they're all <laughs> Nazis. They endorse this. So be careful of that too, because that is one tactic that they, they love tying everything to white supremacy. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. Justin Trudeau came out, and he wasn't in blackface this time because he's done it several times in the past. But he did come out and say, "Hey, these truckers are all white supremacists because clearly we have this this photo here of this one guy holding a Nazi flag at their truckers' place, even though that guy was kicked out." Do you recall? Meanwhile, that? he's applauding a Nazi. He's yeah. standing up, applauding yeah. Nazi, standing next to yeah. uh, uh, Zelensky. Yeah. Yep. I mean, come on, and he he has no right. He needs to go sit down in the corner with the Nazi talk because they never even apologize for applauding that guy. They're like, this guy fought against the Russians during the Second World War. So you knew he was a Nazi when you did it? It's like there's no excuse whatsoever. No, no excuse. Well, they, uh, they really like just showing their hand on what they're actually doing. I mean, you look at it, and they've done it time and time again. Oh, so-and-so is doing this, and then you turn around, and that's exactly what they were doing. You know, oh, so-and-so is doing this. And turn around, that's exactly what they're doing. Yep. I mean, exactly what they're doing to Trump right now. I'm pretty sure they're, they they know the book. So they're just throwing somebody else's book at him and, and it's not going to work. I mean, it's, I mean, I, I don't really want to get into that portion of it, but uh, you know, like I said, it, it's, <laughs> I, I'm all for Trump. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just oh, uh, yeah. I'm Trump 2024, man. So are we, yeah. we're, um, I mean, we're all about that. We're, I mean, I'm, I'm a, <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm working right with you guys. 
I mean, look, I, I washed up today. I, I show my hands almost every time because I can never yeah, get my hands clean. Mine, mine are yeah. clean because I didn't go down. Trust to me, I, I know. I was a mechanic for eight years my before brother I became a driver. Telling me I was on my laptop all day. Look. No. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, I, I haven't had any money to be made so that I can get my hands dirty. So I just sit here and build this web page and, and, uh, get ready to unite the, the the trucking industry i mean well guys i i'm gonna pause for a sponsor real quick and we're gonna come back uh this is uh my patriot supply who just uh became on board with the patriots prayer day before yesterday and they're uh they're they're, i'm sorry i said they're around the corner they're here in utah patriot supply oh yeah yeah, yeah. they're they're a great company and um they are they are uh making a lot of headway because the situation is just like what you were just talking about. So let's listen to what he's saying. This marks the potential start of a third world war where we will be hit with a silent, untraceable attack on America that unfortunately very few will see coming. This attack will be unlike any we have seen before, the one that directly targets our power grid, which will cause a nationwide blackout and plunge our great nation into darkness, despair, and starvation. I know some patriots have been preparing for this eventuality, but stockpiling and growing your own food is simply not enough because this marks just the first phase of this orchestrated attack on America. And with Sleepy Joe and his team of incompetence at the helm, people will soon realize no one is coming to save them. Then it will be every man for himself. The looting will begin. Supermarkets will be ransacked. Local gangs and marauders will target anyone who looks like easy pickings. And by the end of the first week, millions of unprepared, desperate, and hungry Americans will be eating from garbage cans, if they're lucky. And that's exactly what our enemies want, to destroy our great nation from the inside. But the reality is you do not have to be a victim. There is something you can do to prepare. Hi, my name is Teddy Daniels. I am a United States war hero, a White House insider, and a Purple Heart recipient. And I just released an emergency broadcast that reveals the one thing you must do in the first hour of the attack. That will guarantee you will have a power supply for you and your family. These three secrets will give you peace of mind and unlimited power during this critical time. By seeing this right now makes you one of the lucky ones. Because when the attack happens, most Americans will have no idea what hit them, but not you. You'll be in complete control, and that puts a lot of power in your hands. Yes, others may laugh when they see you quietly preparing for this imminent attack, but once our power grid fails, those woke millennials won't be laughing anymore. They will be wishing they had prepared while you and your family prosper and thrive. But you need to move fast. I have it on good authority. This attack could start as soon as next week. So I urge any American or true patriot to watch my emergency broadcast right now before it gets taken down again by the powers that be to protect their controlling interests. Watch it now while you still can, like your life depends on it, because it does. So, guys, go ahead into the description. It's Operation Blackout. But all of the different things that uh, we offer are down there. We need to support those who support us. So uh, go down in the link in the description, and you're going to see Operation Blackout uh, down there. And there's uh, MREs, there's generators, there's uh, this preparedness book that they're giving out to you guys. I think it's like $67. It's well worth it. Uh, guys, we are very vulnerable, and the things that you saw happening with China versus this solar flare, whatever it was, we don't know, nor do I think they would ever tell us. But if the United States or the world or Earth was truly ever hit with a solar flare, um, guys, everything that you know that you know that you depend on in your this modern life that we have created for ourselves will disappear just like that, and your grocery stores aren't going to be there. The police force isn't going to be there. Your cell so phone won't work. Nothing will work. And as a result, you know, what do you do? And don't be so naive as to think that the way things are right now is the way they always will be. So go check it out. Uh, it's in the it's in the description down below. Uh, and, and we really do appreciate uh, my Patriot Supply for coming on board.
Um, okay, so we, we, we talked about the industry. Uh, we talked about how they're getting over or trying to get over. We talked about how they're trying to force autonomy in. And so tell me the ground root steps of your movement and how you, how, what, what do you have? Do you have any, uh, like, plan on, on steps of how you want to organize or things that you want to do are coming up right now that you're, you're, what are you actively doing right now to, to try to fight this, uh, this whole thing? You know, what is you, how are you pushing back? Well, first off, I, I, I never got to introduce myself or thank you for having us on. And it's, you know, <laughs> oh, sorry it's about really important that we <laughs> get, get to that point. Cause I mean, without you, we have no voice. We don't have a podcast. You guys have a podcast and we really appreciate, you know, both of you, Eddie and Morris, they, they brought us in and, you know, gave us this, this opportunity to speak. Um, basically in a nutshell, the industry is set up so that I have an MC. I can go in, I can get all the loads that I want for my trucks, but I can't go to Chris and say, Hey, I got some loads over here. If you want to help me haul them, he has to go in and use the MC. So they put what's called a broker in the middle. The broker then goes in and, and gets the loads, but he can use all of our capacity. He can use Chris, he can use me, he can use whoever he wants, but he's also, he, he's got the control of the load. He's not supposed to, because he's supposed to be an intermediate, right? He's supposed mm -hmm. to go in, he's supposed to say it costs this much to run a truck. I want to make 12% on top of that. So he says, okay, it costs 350 to run the truck, and I want to make 12% on top of that. So that's so my truck talent agent. Right, exactly. He, he's, he's he's a broker, just like a house broker or anything else. Mm -hmm. Supposed to be set at a certain rate, you know, he's not taking it all. But what's happened is it's been flooded. The market's been flooded with brokers because there was such good money in it. You know, the truck drivers quit being truck drivers, went and became brokers. So we went from 12 brokers in 1980 to now over 150,000 brokers. Okay. So, and this is brokerages, not brokers. On a brokerage, you have multiple brokers. So you can have 100, 200, 500 brokers in a brokerage. And what we're doing is we're coming in and we're becoming a brokerage, right? But we're different. We're not going to be hiding behind what, what's uh, known as the Transparency Act, which was part of the Carrier Act. And it is uh, 49 CFR 371.3. And they don't want us talking about it because what it states is the carrier, the shipper, the receiver, and the broker all have access to all the paperwork. That means the shipper can ask how much the carrier was paid. They don't want to say that. That means that the carrier can ask how much the, the broker was paid for the load so that they can negotiate accordingly, right? Well, what we're doing is we're coming in and we're uniting the trucking industry as a whole. Anybody can work with this brokerage, but what we're doing differently is day one that you, you haul one of our loads, you get not only the uh, rate con, but with that, you'll get the tender. And on top of that, we're letting them know because we're having the, the truck, you know, the carrier make a photocopy of the um, rate con and it will have the price the broker made, the price the brokerage made, the price that the carrier made, and the price that was given to, you know, that all around. So everybody is 100% transparent. But on top of that, they're putting in their handwriting on top of the bill of laden, which is the bill that you use to transport the load. We want them to put in their handwriting what we paid them. Okay. On top of that, they get the tender, which is the original contract between the shipper and the broker. They get to see what it actually was. Now, we're not only doing that and, and being transparent, but we're giving 90% back to the truck. The brokerage takes 2%. The broker takes 8% unless it's on the auto, uh, uh, the uh, automated side, which we're trying to make an automated uh, board eventually for, for our stuff. And that will then give the, uh, the, the brokerage back whatever it is if they're going and getting the load, not the broker. If they're not so let me ask you a question. Is there a prevalent brokerage firm that seemed to be spearheading this kind of activity or? Nobody so wants there... to have transparency. In all of history, we've gotten it once. Okay. Huh. Uh, 
Pink Cheetah. No, was, remember, I got it too. Well, you got it after the fact. Did you get full transparency? Like, you got it from for, what we could tell, look, it was right? full transparency. Okay, so you got the tender. So we've actually got it twice that we know of that it's been asked because this guy right here, he, he's a warrior. He goes out and he says, Well, you know, you say that's all in the load, show me the tender and I'll work with you. So, and they say, oh, never mind. We, we, we're not going to deal with this. We'll, we'll go find somebody else. One company, I guess, needed to move it really bad. And they gave him the, the tender on it. So hmm. that would be twice. I mean, there might be others. If there's somebody out there, we don't. So know is there something that prevents you from negotiating your own terms and cutting them out of the deal? Uh, yeah, that's the government. They say that just because I have an MC, I can only haul my So load. regulations. So over regulation. I walk into, we'll just say everybody knows them, right? So we, I just use Walmart. But let's say I walk into Walmart and I say, hey, I want to haul some of your loads. First question out of their mouth is one, how many, how, what's your capacity? How many trucks do you have? Uh, I have one. Oh, okay, well, come back when you grow up. When you got 100, 200, maybe we'll, we'll work on getting you a lane, right? Because uh-huh. like we've been talking to a couple of people and, you know, one of them said, uh, you come back to me when you've got 10,000 trucks, right? Mm-hmm. And I'll I'll work with you. The other one said, when you have 1,500 trucks within Blackfoot, Idaho, within a 250-mile radius of Blackfoot, Idaho, we'll give you the account because we've, we've already offered them because we don't need what the broker's making. Like, we just found out the other day that there was a $12,000 load going from Mojave, California, to Moses Lake, Washington, 1,000 miles. That's $12,000. We're asking mm-hmm. for three fifty dollars a mile, okay? So we literally could get in on that load for $4,000 and still be happy, $5,000, still be happy, and cut the consumer, you know, a break, cut the shipper a break, cut everybody a break in between, and take what we need because the broker's taking a huge chunk. Now I'm going to tell you what we get on that lane. We get $2,000 maximum on that lane for a thousand miles right now. And that lane again paid 12,000. That means the broker took $10,000 for giving us that. And you're 1099, right? So you're, you're paying federal tax out of pocket. Yeah. So that's uh, like 23% that you're losing on top. Yeah. That's nuts. That's, that's not even worth going out and working. We can't operate at that cost. I mean, I can show you, I can prove to you, 51 cents a mile was offered right out of Salt Lake here, was offered to us for for a load that when you break it down, you'd have to be teamed to do it. And it was $5,000 for a 6,000 mile load. It was like 51 cents a mile or something like that. You couldn't even do it in a week, even team. So they were asking you for a week's worth of wages to work at 51 cents a mile. And the standard carrier is paying a driver a dollar, you know, what, 60 cents to a dollar, depending on who you're working for. And we as owner operators, oh, my, my guy in in my headset just told me that it's 80 cents for Walmart right now. So you can get 80 cents a mile working for Walmart, but they want to offer us 51 cents to own the truck. How does that make any sense? So, so are, are you are you in an essence trying to like create your own kind of brokerage? So are you like your own yes. network that you that instead of going through a brokerage, you guys can have like an owner operator. I don't want to say union, but network that you can negotiate on your own behalf, right? Mm. But but you have like a database, you like, like your website. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like, so that would be awesome. Starting a Basically, brokerage. Basically, okay, we want to teach the drivers that they can go get their own loads. They can walk in and say, I have access to 10,000 carriers, right? And then they have the power to take that whole bunch, but they only have three trucks they need to run. So they push everything else back down to the, the brokerage, which then the brokerage bans it out and gives them a percentage for getting those loads, right? Mm -hmm. If it goes to, uh, um, basically how it works. Okay. If it goes to, um, automated source where it's all handled by the computer and everything else and all of it's dished out and sends all the paperwork and they don't want to deal with it anymore. They just want their, and, and realize their load is a hundred percent. I'm not taking anything of that. That's their load. 
I'm giving them the power to use what I'm building so they can yeah. go in and get whatever load they want. Kick down whatever they can't take so that they can have that whole shimdig, but put it onto other carriers. Now, the broker is just taking 2%, okay? The brokers are getting 8%, but if there's no broker involved and it's it's uh, uh, automated, right? Then we're going to break it down and the driver is going to get a percentage and the brokerage will get a percentage so that we can continue going. Now, we want to start uh, building every source of it because once we get everybody together, we can get the best discount on tires, the best fuel discount, the best insurance. It discount. sounds to me like what you need is a simple network, yeah, a, a place where people can go on just online, truckers.com, like hypothetically, and go in and, and register to become part of that network. Yeah, once they're a part of that network, whoever holds that network has access to the drivers who have then registered. And then you can become your own brokerage. And people that belong to that network would be able to go in and see what jobs are available because it well, would be at a membership. Here's the problem with that. When you have a brokerage and you have a trucking institution, nobody will work with you because they think you're double brokering. And that's one of the big things that we have going on in this industry. So you either got to be one or the other, right? Or you mm -hmm. got to be separate. So you can't do that. They've made it so they put a roadblock there. So what we're doing is starting a brokerage that all of the capacity is able to be used by the driver that can then go get whoever they want under their MC and then just mm -hmm. say, I have access to move all your loads, right? Mm -hmm. So they have the capacity to go out and say, I don't have one truck anymore. I have 10,000 carriers. I have a hundred. But, but, but if your brokerage was set up um, as a 501c3. Here, I, I can actually break this down a lot easier for okay. people to understand. So basically we're, we're doing the brokerage as well. Let me back up a little bit because most of your carriers are guys like me and Michael that have our own 86% of the industry. Actually it's more like 95. No, 95 is how much we carry in the industry. That that's the 86 capacity. is what we actually haul out of the, yes. But Anyways, majority majority of <laughs> the carriers are guys like me and Michael, one to ten truck companies. Okay. Mm. So we're building this brokerage for all of us because we can't a lot of us can't go and get these direct freights with the shippers and the manufacturers because we don't have the capacity. So we're building the brokerage. The brokerage is basically a small carrier owner operator brokerage. We're building a network for us to be more of a mega carrier. Gotcha. Okay, so so you're you're trying to empower so you're trying to make it so you're not trying to build like a brand, right? Because I feel like that's what a lot of these brokerages are doing is that they're, they're taking the money for themselves. Right. Yep. And, and, and kind of just hanging the driver out to dry. You guys want to, to do it the, the way that actually empowers the driver on his own, yes. the owner operator mm -hmm. to retain the money and actually be able to function as a small business owner, which would be the one person, right? The one truck. So instead mm -hmm. of him being, one truck he's going to be part of a bigger network but also he's going to be his one truck right he's going to yep. he's going to retain that power and yep. but he's just going to have he's going to have more offers available to him because he now is going to have this big network he, he, but yep. okay i like that that's that's incredible i mean that's how brokerage is it seems like that's how it should be but <laughs> you know only taking enough for the brokerage to keep the brokerage alive. Basically, like we You're have to pay the page out of Uber Eats and applying it to, to trucks. I mean, similar. Well, very Uber, similar. I mean, they take a great big chunk, right? They only without yeah, without without getting gouged in the process. Right. But they the process being the same. Now, drive. how far off are you from being able to bring this to fruition? Yeah, Uber Eats. I, I actually have somebody on on 
on, on DoorDash. I actually have somebody on the phone right now that actually does DoorDash. He's currently doing it and it's $2 an order. So if you're paying $30 for your order, yeah, believe it or not, they're making all the money. They, they mm -hmm. cornered the market. They're getting these drivers to do $2 an order or to do, if it's like 18 miles away, they'll give them like seven bucks or something like that. And, and uh, you know, it, it's up to you guys to make sure that they, they survive. Like yeah, some people, wow. they, they prosper in it, but I mean, I'm not going to say who's on the phone, but uh, you know, he, he's sitting in my, it is pretty phone. sad. I hear it a lot by people, you know, doing, bringing groceries or, bringing someone a big order and having people go through all kinds of changes and they show up at your door and they don't get tipped. It, it, and it's just something, I mean, I live in a, I live in a place I'm in Vegas and I live in a place that survives on tips. Uh, and, and, yeah. you know, I got a daughter that works in the food industry. And so I, we're, we're always very big on making sure people get paid for what they do. And if you yeah, give my, good service, you deserve it. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I, I had her retired until all this happened. And now I've, I've had to bring her out of retirement and send her back to work, which, you know, is really sad, but it's, it is what it is. I can't afford to run my business. So I'm literally mm -hmm. going back to work and, doing what I do. I mean, I can go out to the oil field. I can make money. I just, I want it to be independent. I don't have to, I mean, like, you know, a lot of people, they, they just don't have anywhere else to go. Right. This is all. Yeah, that uh, and you just named one of the industries that was done that way uh, under the Biden administration, the oil industry. Yeah. There's a lot of people that was that, that, like I was saying, that they, they, they don't have another skill set. This is what they do. That's what they and do. They, and it was just jerked out from underneath of them. Now, guys, we've been on about an hour. Uh, anything that you want to say before we get out of here? Anything, any, any website, any place people can find you, ask you questions, anything like that you want to let people know? I'm the yeah. easiest one to find. So I'm on X, I'm on. Facebook, I'm on TikTok, uh, LinkedIn. All you got to do is type in my name, Chris Bennick. Chris Bennick. Chris yeah, Bennick. And, and, and how about you, sir? How about you, Mike? You can actually join this, this movement. And what we're asking for right now is capacity so that we can get in the door and go get those loads for you guys. But we're uh, we're asking for capacity. We're not asking for donations. We're not asking for anything because we're, we're doing this from the ground up and we're doing it honestly, but you can find us at past time for a change. Like it is past time for a change.com. So past time for a change.com guys, you heard it. Go visit them over at past time for a change.com. And is there any way if people did want to support you guys and your efforts? Uh, because I feel like, uh, what you're doing is serving us, and 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 if and if I think that a ground roots movement, if you got people that are willing to help you uh, do that, that's why um, we're doing the X spaces. We're going to start doing X spaces three times a week, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays at two o'clock Eastern. We we don't Where have any gifts and goes or anything else like yeah. that. It just no, we need to get you a gifts and go, damn it. You need, <laughs> <laughs> they'll get you one because people, you know, we didn't think much of it when we decided to send Holden to the Super Bowl. We didn't know uh, the ground roots movement was going to take off the way it did. We ended up collecting, I think, $11,350 at the close. And we were collecting for what, two weeks, Maurice? A little over? Yeah. Just a little uh, over no. two weeks? It was a little under two weeks, wasn't it? Little, I know it wasn't very long. The average donation, though, was about $37. Now, guys, if you're building out a database and a website and doing these things that you're doing, which is going to better serve the American people and take the power away from the corporations, I think $11,000 would start you off in your way pretty damn good at building out whatever it is that you're trying to build out and setting up and paying for the cost of getting permits, whatever the case is. So guys, yeah, I would I would highly highly urge that you then that I gotta you allow the people. Don't I? And I don't What's like that? Them. I said then I got to deal with the government though, don't I? And I don't <laughs> like them. No, not only that. So yeah. not only that. When the way I feel about it is, whenever somebody's asking for donations, it's actually it's kind of it, it's a red flag for me. 
Mm-hmm. We're already having problems getting like we want this actually, industry to survive. We want to it to, to progress. Okay, me and Michael, trucking is in our blood. Okay, it, it's it takes a certain lifestyle. It takes a certain person to actually love this job, and we actually love this job. We love the the industry. And we love America. Okay. So to me, it's we either fund it ourselves or we can't get it up and going. So, well, guys, so right now, the biggest the biggest thing that people can do for you is to help spread the word. Go to the website and spread yeah. the word. That's what that's spread what we the need. word that spread helps the us. word. Awesome. That's it. And, and if you want to support the Patriots Prayer Podcast. Uh, hit that follow, like, subscribe button, depending on what medium you're seeing us on, whether you're at pill.net, rumble.com. We definitely need you guys over at the Rumble. Uh, please go subscribe to us on Rumble, uh, as well as our locals. Uh, so we're going to be doing lives over at locals and getting exclusive content at least once a week for all our guys in the Tribe of Patriots. The Tribe of Patriots are those guys who have subscribed, who bought in, who support the podcast. And, guys, we love you, and we look forward to spending time with you Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 6 o'clock. Anything you want to say before we get out of here, Maurice? Thank you guys for coming on. I love what you're – I absolutely love what you're doing, and I want to help you out a little bit. I'll I'll do my best to spread the message as well. So uh, I'll visit the website. And uh, what was the website again? Yeah. Pasttimeforachange.com. And also, when you guys are doing your – when you're doing your spaces, um, send it, message the spaces to us so we can retweet it for you. Okay. I, I was going to say, yeah. if you can send me a link, I'd like to put it on the webpage just so that, you know, it kind I'm of already works. following Absolutely. Eddie on X, so I could easily get it over to him on X. Perfect. And then, yeah. yeah. And, and just so you guys know, I actually did make a connection as well. So if you send me a link for this, I made a connection to where this guy has a program software that can actually translate this video any language in any language. So we can actually wow. translate this whole video into yep. another language so we can put it on our thing. Cause that's one of the other things we're doing is on the website, we're making little flags for every country. And then that mm-hmm. goes to their website. And then we've got somebody that speaks both English and whatever language we're doing so we can cross that barrier of a language gap so there it is that's this very awesome for, <laughs> we're getting everybody involved in this you guys are well, on your well guys, i'll make sure to get you i'll make sure to get you the link uh i'll send it to you in your dms as soon as we're done here um uh if you wouldn't mind guys also come check us out on the rumble channel and uh, i don't know if you guys want to go see it but there is a way for them to read it in any language they want as well if you go to the Apple iTunes app and you go and you follow the Patriots prayer there, it will create uh, the entire transcript in any language you want as well. Okay. So, all right, guys. Okay. One I mean, of us is going to have to do the so. Apple phone. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that a lot, too. I hear that a lot. Well, as, as usual, the silent majority, you need to stop being silent and stand your ground. We'll see you next time on the Patriots Prayer Podcast. You guys have a great week. My people of this country and we're under attack. They banning us, they cancel us for speaking the facts. If you man enough, come stand with us, take USA back. And every time we pull up, all you're going to see is a man.